this is the mix. This is the mix. This is the mix. This is the mix. This is the to this is the mix this is the podcast that i created because i wanted my friends to make mix mixes like mixtapes or mix cds but like mixes <laughs> that they would have made in high school so we could take a fun little trip down memory lane together i'm rachel and today i'm very excited because i've got oh boy one of my favorite people in the entire world uh, uh, and I mean it. I'm not just saying it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, one of my dear friends. Um, he's a sometimes but always in my heart comedian. It's Joe DeVella. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, or as I like to call you, Jody. 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 <laughs> yeah. Which I still don't know the true origin of between you and, and some other folks. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe I just, I I was like talking and I was like, oh, isn't it funny that Joe, because his last name starts with a D, he's Jody. And then we're like, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we know each other through UCB. You were on my first indie team, I think. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. you had two going out like the same time. I was on one of the, the first two, I think. Yeah. But we're not talking about uh, that. We're talking about your mix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is your Which, mix. Yeah. And when I texted it to you, I was like, you're probably going to hate most of this. <laughs> um, and you're yeah. like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. And we will see. This is now, this is the time when we get to see. Um, okay, so did you make a lot of mixes in high school? No, I didn't. I didn't make any mixes in high school. No? Um, well, I told you, well, th so this is, this is like a mix. Because when you were like, hey, make a mix for, for what, what you would have listened to oh, yeah. in high school. Like, I never really listened to music in high school. Like, I just never got on board with it. Uh, I was, I like, anytime I was listening to stuff in the car or on my own, I was like always listening to talk radio. Uh -huh. uh, so I just never got into the music world. Like I knew of, you know, pop stars and like some bands that were on, you know, the, you know, in New York, it was like K-Rock. Um, Cause I would listen to Howard Stern in the morning and then they play music the rest of the day. So I'd like know of some bands from them like Green Day and stuff like that, but I never, it was just all so foreign to me and I, it seemed so overwhelming that I just like was, I just couldn't get into it. I was just like, yeah, I don't, this isn't for me. Uh, and I didn't really even like a lot of the music that was on the radio. I was, I'd always listen to it and be like, this isn't that enjoyable to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so um, weird. Cause you ended up working at Fuse and I consider you like a music person only cause that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got into it pretty heavy in in college. Um, I mean, what, what kind of happened was was like I, so like I listened to like a lot of Howard Stern, and then in New in New York there was talk radio in the afternoon, and I it was like Opie and Anthony. So I would always listen to like Opie and Anthony, 
uh, and like all the stuff on that channel um, because they had a lot of comedians on that I enjoyed at the time. Um, so they ended up actually like getting fired or like canceled from their radio station. They were they were off the air for like a couple of years. Oh, wow. So I was kind of left like, oh my God, like I have nothing to, to listen to. Uh, so my friends at the time, like they were pretty heavy into music and they were, they were talking about it. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna try and like get into this and figure it out and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so I asked for like recommendations from people, uh, you know, they were into like, you know, more hard rock and metal and, and stuff like that. So uh, that's how I kind of like got into to music. It was kind of through uh, through metal and, and particularly uh, Marilyn Manson. Uh, oh, was wow. kind of like a gateway of me into music because like one, one of my close friends at the time was like a huge Marilyn Manson fan um so that that kind of kick-started my <laughs> my love of music there wow <laughs> so do you think if uh, we were friends then and then you asked me to help you get into music you'd be really into like the Jonas Brothers maybe uh, who knows I have no like <laughs> I was per I was so like green to it. I was just like, oh, okay, like I'll listen to whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fun. That makes me think. I wonder, well, what inspired my taste? And it had to have been like my parents and what they were listening to. But then I'm like thinking about it. My dad listened to like Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, my parents like never listened to music. Like, the, like my mom had a Bette Midler CD that she would loop. <laughs> a lot of the time and my dad listened to Howard Stern and that's how I like got into that so oh wow so it was also like no there was no like music in my my home really <laughs> so. wow yeah because there's some people that are like they know everything and it's because their parents taught them music and like you know whatever and then there's I I feel like I'm kind of not my parents listen to music but they didn't really like like they listen to the Beatles or like Johnny yeah. Cash but like nothing they didn't educate me so I found it myself right I don't know. Yeah. yeah MTV and Fuse taught me music <laughs> yeah I mean when I started to like actually listen to music I did watch a lot of Fuse just to like because it was like a you know kind of schooling me on what was going on at the time yeah um, since MTV stopped playing music videos and stuff uh, and Fuse played a lot of stuff that like wasn't even on the radio, uh, so like I could, Fuse like ended up like kind of helping me a bit. <laughs> wow! Yeah, they did too. I watched that one show where they did the music videos, and it was shot in uh, near what is it? Yeah, there were the offices, right? What is that? And then it had that guy. Oh yeah. Hosted it. What was that show? I don't they know. had. I mean, every show was a. A music video one but they had like a steven's untitled rock show maybe and, that uh, was it there was like uh, it was kind uranium. of like their version of trl where it would be like oh yes yes it was like a studio, uh and they like had the that... sauce or something or yeah or... i used to watch that a lot and i had i remember i had my tivo and i would record whenever bands i liked were on like whenever like Simple plan was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. So you didn't make any. So this is mostly like later, like college years. This is mostly my college years. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Um, well, when you were making this, did you have anything in mind, or was it mostly just like act, like the songs that you loved? Um, it was it was some songs that I really loved, and some bands that I really loved. Um, and then, I mean, I I don't know how you listen to it. I know like on Spotify, if you don't have the 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 paid version, it doesn't it it doesn't play in order sometimes yeah uh but i try to like make it a mix of because i i i don't just like heavy music i like a mix of everything so i tried to like balance it out where like it would start off like a little light and then build up to a heavy song and then go back to like some biter songs and then build back up to some heavy songs so it wasn't just like an onslaught of of like insane screaming or (laughs) or heavy guitar riffs yeah no, I got that. I felt the I li- if I listen to it on my desktop, it does play in order. So um, that's where I mostly listen. So I know the waves. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. So no, like real theme though. Uh, no, no real theme. Just. <laughs> just what you love. Just me. Yeah. It's just, just me. Just you. Um. Okay, so first up, you have Coldplay, In My Place. Yeah, uh, I really love Coldplay. Uh, you know, there was, you know, I, I got into them and, you know, my friends, you know, they would make fun of me and stuff, but like, it just kind of really resonated with me. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're all talented. And I think this song actually like showcases a lot of like the individual talents of, of the group. Because uh, most of the time it's like the Chris Martin show. Yeah. Uh, but here you can like you can really hear each member like kind of showcasing like what they do. And it's not just like piano, like for five minutes straight. <laughs> uh, you, you, really, you can really hear the drums. You can really hear the guitar and bass. And like you really get just like more of a stripped down singing version of Chris Martin. Um, yeah. And I think Coldplay is awesome. Like I've seen them live so many times. Like their their live show is incredible uh and they're like one of the bands that really you know they 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 play like arenas and stadiums and they like really play uh like an arena like they use an arena as opposed to just like a band taking their show from you know a smaller venue like whatever bowery ballroom or something and, and bringing it into an arena like Coldplay brings, you know, production and lights and different stages and, you know, balloons and glitter and like Chris Martin's running around the whole place and they have like (laughs) an acoustic stage and like, uh, it's just, it's so much more of a show and it's a lot of fun. I saw them by myself once. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I saw them by myself at Madison Square Garden one time. (laughs) Was it good seats? no, it was bad seats, but mm-hmm. like I, I was working across the street a fuse and uh, mm-hmm. they, they just happened to be playing that night. I was like, what the hell? I'll just go over there. I'll get a cheap ticket because I knew that it was a show that like no matter what, I wasn't going to be disappointed. Like, um, do you like Coldplay? I do like Coldplay. I, I know this album. I know their hits, but I've never listened to the full album. Yeah, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, this um, album's got a lot of hits. It's yeah. a lot of singles on this one. This is like their big one. Yeah, I know the Chris Martin show, but I don't know the other one. So this was fun <laughs> yeah. to listen to the other band members. Um, I will check them out. <laughs> 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 and then next up, you have uh, you have Muse, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I, I really like Muse. Um, 
you know, I, I always describe them as like uh, if Nirvana and Radiohead had a baby. Um, oh. And this isn't one of their like singles, but I think that this song is like, it's really fast. And I think it, it's, it could get very heavy in points. And I really think it like showcases how like the lead singer, not only ha- is he like an amazing guitar player, but his voice is like truly like beautiful in certain yeah. points. And he yeah. could even bring that into like an extremely heavy song like this. Uh, yeah, I just like how fast it is. Like, it's just a fun song. I would drive around like speeding a lot to this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't speed. <laughs> um yeah well surprise to you i like muse but also i haven't really listened to a lot of their music but i did find an old mix cd that i did make in high school and there was a muse song on it oh nice yeah um so twinsies yeah. um nice. but yeah but that one was the time is running out one. Oh yeah that's from the, that's just, that uh that song's on this album too the one yeah. from stockholm oh. syndrome yeah. I think that now they're like, uh, I don't know. I haven't really listened to like their last couple albums. They kind of got a little boring and pretentious to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I think well, they're like trying too hard to be weird. When they were on the Twilight soundtrack, you were out. I was out. You know, as much as I love the Twilight soundtrack, once it, once they sold out, man, I was yeah. gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this song was fun. Um, I'll check out I'll check out their stuff too. <laughs> I just watched uh for another podcast, Hawkeyes. Shout out to Hawkeyes. I watched a movie Stockholm, which is based on the in the bank robbery, bank heist where Stockholm syndrome came from. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that was based on a thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just knew the term because everyone says that Beauty and the Beast is, you know, she suffers from Stockholm Syndrome. That's why she falls in love with yeah. the Beast. Uh, but I didn't know it was based on a bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden. The yeah, one. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know the details of that. I just know, like, the, the condition, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they Ethan Hawke's character robs a bank, holds some hostages, and by the end, they all fall in love. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't fall in love with Ethan Hawke, right? Right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that was just a fun tangent. And then next you have Nine Inch Nails, Wish. Yeah. Um, um, this was an in- more intense. It got, I realized it was getting more intense. <laughs> yeah. This this gets a little heavy. This is, this is a heavy, fast song. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, I, I've probably seen more than any other group or band. Uh, in my in my time in my life um how many times yeah uh i mean uh, probably 10 i think wow um but yeah i think they're great i think trent reznor is like amazing uh and this song like is the this is like the live version of it um and i've noticed like every time i've seen them when they play this song like the mood changes uh in the show and things get a lot more fun. Like, uh, like I could tell, like the band really loves playing this. Like, this is where they kind of like get excited and like really revved up. Uh, and the crowd, this is like just a huge crowd pleaser. Uh, and it's short and it's heavy and fast. Um, and yeah, I yeah, Nine Snails is you know 
amazing. They've like been around for so long and they're still putting out like amazing stuff. And I think Trent's like one of the talented, most talented people like in music, like making music like this and then like doing soundtracks for movies and stuff like that, like and winning Academy Awards for it. Like he's just, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. He baffles me sometimes. Like, <laughs> What movies did he do? He's been making the he's been making the scores and stuff for a lot of the David Fincher movies. Um, oh. He won him and his like partner won for the Social Network, uh, and they just did the score for that Mank movie that came out on on Netflix, uh, which is not that great, by the way. Um, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think a lot of bands are there. Sometimes they go into well, like some of the members go into like movie soundtracks because that's what ryan key of yellow card is trying to do right now yeah that's what pays the big bucks these yeah. days it seems <laughs> yeah you move on to that um well this was uh fun uh and then next you have audio slave like a stone which i know this song yeah this this was a radio hit yeah <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote, love Audio I Slave. Don't. Cornell's amazing. Uh, this really is uh, like, do you know? Do you know the story of Audio Slave? Or... No. So, so Audio Slave is uh, like a mix of two bands. So Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, they broke up, uh, and then Rage Against the Machine, their singer left. So this is basically Rage Against the Machine with Chris Cornell singing. Oh. Um, and this was like a a lot of the music that's on this is like different for both of them um, and Rage Against the Machine like usually never played like a song like this that was a little bit more melodic uh, so like it really shows like the range of those guys and then Cornell's voice is just like amazing like from he could he could do like grungy rock metal and then sing something like very clean and simple like this uh, yeah he was just like a very unique guy in rock um, yeah. yeah and like he was just a weird it's like a bit of a weird dude. He seemed like super chill and like <laughs> it seemed like he, he didn't let fame like affect him, but I, I guess he had some demons. Uh, so. Yeah. I liked his voice. His voice is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the video for this is like super weird too. It's like him. It's like kind of grayish and it's kind of him just sitting in a chair, like cross leg, like singing a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a super chill video. It's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I liked it. Um, uh, okay, and then next you have a perfect. Uh, is it a perfect circle? Sorry, cut off. Perfect circle, yeah. yeah. The news. Um, the news, yeah. A perfect circle was like the second, like after Marilyn Manson. I got like this album came out, uh, the 13th Step, and I got like very into this because um, this is like a perfect circle is like a super group of sorts. Um, so the singer from Tool is the singer for this group. Oh. Uh, and it fe featured a couple of people from like Smashing Pumpkins and stuff. Um, and this was like a concept album. This began my love of like concept albums uh, with like a running theme throughout them. Ooh, uh, fun! So, th so this is this this album is like about addiction, <laughs> uh, and oh. this song is very depressing <laughs> Not and <fun>. slow. <laughs> uh, but I love the way that it builds, and um, yeah, it, it also shows like the, the guy from Tool, he's usually, he's known for like screaming. 
Yeah. Um, and this like kind of shows he's like an actual singer. Like he has, a, he's got more range than just kind of being a metal singer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, it just reminds me of like, uh, like a chill night. <laughs> like, yeah. even though it's like a pretty dark song, it's, it just reminds me of like a, like a relaxing evening. <laughs> yeah. I did write that it was a chill song, but it did build. So by the end it was like, uh, a... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love a I love a good build. Uh, a lot of the songs on here like start off a little slow, and then by the end of it are just like coming from so many different places or have so many layers on top of layers. Yeah, those are good songs yeah. for walks when you go for yeah. a walk because you're like walking <laughs> and you're like okay, and then you're like oh yeah, and then you're like right <laughs> on, I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that what you say when you're walking around? You're like, I'm walking. Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm walking. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, because I don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, wow. So, like, a lot of these, so so far I've seen a trend. There's a few bands that are uh, people from other bands, which makes me think it's like it's like the improv community where you're like, hey, you're good. Hey, let's collaborate on something. Oh, we got a new thing now. Like, yeah, I like that. Like, there's there's not a lot of that in rock music. Like, it's usually a lot of hip hop is that. Like, most yeah. most hip hop is collaboration. Where rock, it's you don't really get a lot of that. So, like when when groups or members from different groups like decide to make a project or something, it's always like kind of special and interesting and you know you, you you never know like what you're gonna get from it yeah it's fun to see the sound of other people <clears throat> and like the influence because uh fun is uh three guys from two three other bands that came together yeah. i mean most people know them as fun but before that they were like steel train and the format and i can't remember the other one but yeah, yeah. They were all, and then, so then when they come together, you can kind of figure out, oh, so that's what Nate was bringing to the format, and that's what, like, you know, Jack was bringing to Steel Train or whatever, and then when they have their their solo careers or whatever, because now Jack has bleachers, and then Nate has his solo career, you're like, ah, then that's a breakdown of what fun was, so we really get to know what each individual artist, what they were bringing to the table. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love fun. Know. Fun. Yeah, I guess that's why I kind of like. I didn't know what fun. I didn't know who was really in fun before I heard them. Uh, I guess I'm just drawn to to those types of bands where it's yeah. just about different people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best well, of, of different worlds. It could be that you're just drawn to fun bands, and that when people Ooh. are collaborating with people that they're excited to collaborate with, then they're having a fun time. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. 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 I guess like, cause like, I, yeah, I guess because like if you're in a band, like, and you have a thing, you probably yeah. like feel pretty stifled after a while. Like, and yeah. like, you have to like please like your specific audience where like, if they get to work on something else, like they, they get to like have more fun and experiment and stuff like that. So maybe yeah. that's, maybe that's why I enjoy those more. <laughs> yeah. It's like seeing, you know, like a, when, back to improv it's like you know you have your indie team that you do your stuff with but then when you're like you can build your own team and have a mashup team and then you invite all the people that you really like and yeah. then you just have fun like a kaleidoscope is always fun 
because yeah those shows are so much more fun and those sets are so much more crazier than than just like yeah. a normal like team where you hate like half the people and you're just yeah. young <laughs> you're like uh they're doing that kind of scene again you know yeah I mean? instead it's like what's gonna happen we're all just having fun um well uh next you have mr bungle is that mr bungle yeah. <laughs> mr bungle retro vertigo uh, yeah so this is like uh this is a little bit more of like a uh super group as well uh but the main guy in this is this guy mike Patton. um he was from this band faith no more uh in the 90s i know um, that name <laughs> yeah they had a couple of big hits uh what and i used there? to wear a t-shirt <laughs> maybe maybe i just wore the t-shirt a lot when when we were maybe. hanging out <laughs> No, I feel like they have a really popular song, right? Yeah, they've got a few. They've got like a like one album that's like their classic. Um, and this this song, this album's like Mr. Bungle's like a very weird mix of everything. It's like very chaotic at points, and then there's like very weird, slow, like stripped down, like lounge singer type songs. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This song is like. I don't know, this album like kind of messed with my head a little bit with like what certain musicians and bands can do. Because uh, like I, you would never hear this on the radio. Um, and it just reminds, it's like sometimes it's dark at points and sometimes it's just like completely silly. Uh, it reminds, it just, I, 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 I think of it as like kind of like David Lynch, like in music form, like Mr. Bungle, because it's like, I don't know, it's super dark and weird and you don't really understand what's going on a lot of times and then other times it's just like completely silly and ridiculous and you're just like what what is going on? like what what is <laughs> what is the thread here <laughs> like yeah. and you can't really figure it out um but yeah me and my friends would always like joke around about Mr. Bungle because like it was just like who is Mr. Bungle like what does this even mean like what is this whole project <laughs> like <laughs> it's a fun name Mr. Bungle it sounds like a clown <laughs> yeah, they had a like one of the album covers was a clown, like a um, like a old fat beaten up clown. <laughs> Mr. Bungle. I thought the lead singer at times sounded like Elton John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a weird voice. He's very he's yeah, he's unique in that way. Um he like he hates pop music. He like notoriously like doesn't listen to the radio. So he, he doesn't listen to popular music yeah he's he's like he's not for it like he likes doing his own weird projects he'll make like a full album that's like 45 minutes of just like weird sounds uh that don't make sense and it's just like why did you put this out like what does this have to do with anything like why'd you devote your time to this instead of making something like yeah. that people can actually listen to <laughs> <laughs> he was having fun um well um I like the name Mr. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this was a chill song after. Uh, this, after yeah, uh, the news. this was a chill song. And my only note, though, was that he sounded like Elton John at times. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. That's not a bad name. Yeah. Speaking of sounds like I, the next one was the Mars Volta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, roulette dares the uh the haunt of i yeah. thought this singer sounded like 
like a My Chemical Romance type singer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So this is all. This was like a. This was a also like a side project. Uh, so a band broke up, and two of the people from that band formed Mars Volta. You love um, side projects. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this song is like very. It, well, th- th- this whole album, Mars Volta in general, are like very chaotic. Uh, the guitarist is like amazing, and the vo- like the vocals are so interesting. Like I usually don't like a like a high pitched voice like that. Like that yeah. can borderline be like screechy and and like almost whiny at times. Uh, but their music uh, just like cancels that out for me because it's so like interesting and weird and unique and progress. Like it's a lot of prog rock uh elements to it like i like spacey proggy type stuff like where it like slows down and it's just like you know very simple like atmospheric um and i think that this incorporates like some of the chaos of the band and then also showcases like their progginess yeah Yeah. but mars volta i've seen i saw them live once and it was I think it's definitely in the top three worst shows I've ever seen. I was like, <laughs> I'm so upset and disappointed. It sounded so bad. Like I saw him at Roseland Ballroom in New York and the sound, oh, it was no. just too loud. It was just like, you could, it was so distorted and loud. You couldn't really hear it or appreciate it. It was just noise at that point. Um, and I was so bummed out after I was like, so looking forward to it. And I walked out of there uh, just like, just shocked like I was like I can't believe they did this <laughs> like I can't believe they like this was the show like uh yeah really bummed me out and I never tried to see them again it just like kind of soured me on on seeing them live dang that's yeah. sad I'm sorry well and then next okay so the next one you would think that I didn't like right because it's, it's wow. kill switch engage right um, yeah. The end of heartache, and it is a real intense one too, right? It's like a headbanger kind of thing. But I was listening to this, uh, and uh, while working, and it was just in the background because I like to just like get a sense of it first, right? And I was like, realized I was like, yeah. So it was fun. <laughs> this was a fun song. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, thought this, it was a this fun was in headbanger. a couple of movies, I think. Really? What movie? I think, was, I think it was in one of like I think it was in the Resident Evil, like oh. one of the Resident Evil movies. It's been in like you know like some of those types of movies, like you know action, sci-fi stuff. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah. Joseph is great. Um, you know, I I have always when anytime I make make a mix for somebody or try and like get somebody into metal. Um, I would always like kind of bring kill switch into it and kind of use them as like a gateway because uh-huh. th- th- this kind of helped me get into like some more aggressive music uh, and appreciate it a little bit more. And I think it's just because like, yes, it's, it's heavy, but you it's melodic at times. Uh, and you can clearly understand everything that's being said. Like you can hear <laughs> the vocals, like they're front and center. Um, and it, it could get it could get heavy and it could get a little fun too, um, like some of the like the noodling and the riffs. Uh, but as far as like trying to get people I know into metal, I use this because like metal, if you bring them in with a band like that's too heavy or too aggressive or you can't understand like what the singer is saying, it can become too overwhelming and and basically noise for people. 
Yeah. And I think that this is like a very uh, clear, like fun, simple way to like get people into heavier music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked it. Um, I didn't hate it like you probably Ooh. thought I would. I didn't know how you were going to handle this. Uh, <laughs> now I have other recommendations for you. <laughs> I'm a very open person. That's why I started this podcast because I literally <laughs> don't listen to anything new and I'm totally down to try it all. It's like ice cream. I'm down to try it all. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's like a thanksgiving feast ice cream i'll eat it i'll eat it <laughs> i need it hey i'm open yeah i'm just as open to you i need oh I yeah you eat weird things too that's yeah you are my go-to person when it comes to weird food uh like all the oreo flavors uh my dad used to be obsessed with those, and he used to get them all the time. So my sister and I are obsessed with all the Oreo flavors. And now I'm like, Jody likes them too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always hunting through grocery stores, like being like, what, what do they got? What, like, what weird stuff? And, and anytime I'm like with somebody, they're like, can we go? Like, can yeah. we stop looking for something like disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but what's the weirdest but really good Oreo flavor that you've ever had? Um, I don't, I don't know how weird it is. It was just like my favorite. I think it was just the mint chocolate chip ice cream oh. flavor. Uh, cause they have the mint flavored, which I'm like not a big fan of, but then they had like one that like had mint chocolate chip ice cream. That one was like amazing. I thought, oh. uh, I'm bummed that they don't have that all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the worst one I, I always tell people was the cherry cola, like the cherry oh. Coke or whatever. It was so freaking disgusting it, like I, I couldn't I had one and I I like gave away the rest of the bag and like I was I'm never gonna try this again it was so gross oh yeah yeah I did that with some of the weird flavors I brought them into work so everyone else could finish off the bag you know when you could share food with a community <laughs> you could just leave food out you know I vaguely remember that oh. <laughs> Yeah. No, I would do that too. If I if I had something and I thought it was like gross, or I didn't. I, I knew I couldn't eat it. I just bring it into work and like leave it in like the kitchen area, and people would always walk by and see it was like something gross. They'd be like, "Where? Like, did Joe bring this in? Like, is this yeah. his, his disgusting <laughs> like contribution to to work?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked the Swedish fish. Did you try that one? No, I can never find that. They they didn't oh. sell it in New York. Dang. Like the closest they sold it was like in Pennsylvania, I think somewhere. And I just, I, I guess I could have ordered it online, but uh, I like yeah. to find it, uh, you know, on it, on my own, you know, yeah. I think it's cheating <laughs> to order it online. So. Oh. I like that one. Cause it weirdly did taste like a Swedish fish. I was like, hmm, okay. Well, also <laughs> I guess Swedish fish is kind of an artificial flavor, so it's easy to duplicate, but. Yeah, did they just put the same? They just <laughs> melted <Yeah>. it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but then next up on the mix, you have Radiohead. Let down. Um, yeah, I know Radiohead. They're chill. Yeah, Radiohead's chill. Um, this is from like their big album, OK Computer. Uh, 
And this wasn't like one of their singles, but I always thought it was like a really pretty song, even though it's like super, like the lyrics of this is like super depressing. Um, but this is like one of those songs that starts out a little slow and then builds with like some layers on top of it. And like, you could kind of hear him, you could kind of hear his voice, like his voice is a little mumbly. Uh, yeah in a lot of his songs, but it gets like clear throughout the song, which I enjoyed. Um, and yeah, this song just like, uh, I don't know, I, it, it's not like a go-to song for them. Like, so I, I always like the, this is like goes under the radar uh, for a lot of people. So I always like to include this on the mix, be like, no, they have like, it's not just like weird, like eight minute long, like insane songs for them. Uh, sometimes they just have like a normal, four minute song that's like really pretty <laughs> and like uh yeah this is fun it just reminds me of like driving around on long island in the winter uh oh. i would play this a lot <laughs> that's fun i like songs that have memories yeah <laughs> instead of just like i like this song it's like this song reminds me of um it's a very improv thing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this song makes me think of yeah I haven't listened to a lot of Radiohead I know they're a very popular band as well um, but all I know is Creep oh yeah the, and Creep's a, a great song um, uh, you would probably like their first like two albums they're not as like we like they like they really started to get weird um this third album, Okay Computer. Uh, and now they're even too weird for me. Like, I, I don't really like their like last couple albums. Um, I know they have like a bit of a cult following, but yeah. but uh, their first two albums are like pretty normal. Like oh, they're just okay. like kind of normal rock. Like in the first album was like, uh, the, the singer of Radiohead was like really into Nirvana. So they kind of oh. tried to make it a little bit of like a grungier Nirvana song. He even had his hair dyed uh, blonde at the time. Uh, so like it's it's a it's more like straightforward like rock. And then like Creep was like the weird song on that on that album that like kind of took off and kind of influenced them to get a little bit like weirder and different. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. That sounds fun. Yeah. Do it. Um. Okay, and then next you have Tool. It's, <laughs> it's Tool, because it's all capitalized. Um, all capital. Yeah. Is it Jombie? Jombie, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Tool. Tool's, uh, I think they're a fantastic band. Uh, you know, they, uh, for a long time, I, I wouldn't listen to a lot of Tool um it's because I, I was too scared to like I wanted to like really appreciate they put like so much work into their their albums it takes them a very long time to make an album uh but this song they had they released an album when I was in college uh on my birthday one year uh so it was like my birthday present from them uh and the song was on it's like not one of their singles but uh it always makes it into their live show uh, just because it's so weird and interesting uh, and it builds and like the guitar player uses like this weird like kind of Peter Frampton-y thing like that like where his guitar is hooked up to the vocals and it makes like a weird sound oh, uh, yeah. towards the end of the song. Yeah. I heard that. It was like wow, 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 wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it was like so different and, and not them. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, but I think it's like really cool and, and uh, interesting way of like experimenting. Uh, Cause their guitarist like is so talented, but he's kind of, you know, held to this like one set way of playing. So this is kind of a little different way for him to like get in on the mix and, and experiment a little bit, which I appreciate. Uh, and I think it's just like, it got a weird groove to it. It's like super fun and it, yeah, tool's great. A lot yeah. of tool fans are awful uh, <laughs> and the worst. Um, and I get that cause they get like super excited and into it. And like, uh, they're like super pretentious about tool. Um, and I'm one of them. So, <laughs> so, so, so. Um, yeah, I I liked uh, the the wow wow part of it, and I was like, because yeah. I like to uh, uh, when there's no singing, I like to make the like instrument sounds sometimes when I'm singing in the car. <laughs> yeah, seems like a song that I would definitely do that too. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. I'm doing a good job. Um, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Um, well, I, okay. Would you say Tool is like your favorite band? Um, they're they're in the top five. Yeah, five. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 weird because they only have like four or five albums at this point. Oh. Um, like it took them like from 2007 to 2019 to put out an album so it took them Yikes. like 12 like and they were working on it the whole time uh so they're just like very annoying in that way where like yeah. <laughs> like it like people their fans like want music and like uh yeah. they just don't put it out they just i think that there's tension within the band sometimes too uh but i i love them uh you know they they're a mix of metal they're a mix of progressive rock uh, I think that they're mainstream and like interesting enough for like, you know, really pretentious metalheads to appreciate. Uh, yeah, and their live shows are incredible. Um, the singer like doesn't he he usually takes a back seat to it. He like usually stands in the back of the stage uh, and stands next to the drum kit and kind of lets the band uh, take more of the spotlight. Um, he likes to kind of sing in the dark a little bit. Uh, and they're just a little bit mysterious, you know. They're they're just they're this massive band, uh, but you don't really they you don't really know a lot about them. They like they don't really do interviews. Uh, they're not you know in the press a lot. Um, so you, you you just get these albums every so often that are like super unique and weird, and then they disappear for a very long time. <laughs> so. Wow, what a bunch of teases! <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Rude. They should get but a TikTok. The, um, <laughs> sometimes the tease is the best part. <laughs> I guess so. Um, and then next you have Mastodon um, with Sleeping Giant. Yeah. Um, I thought this was fun. He talks at the end. He, like, yeah. Kind of talks things. Yeah, this album's weird. This is part of like a concept album. Um, oh. they're like a progressive metal band. Uh, and yeah, this song, I just like how it builds, you know, it's like one of those, it's like proggy and builds and gets heavy. Um, normally they're like pretty fast, uh, playing, but this one, it kind of takes its time. 
uh, and Mastodon's like really cool. They're like very dedicated to their like music, like they're super serious dudes. Uh, but then they'll make a concept album that's like kind of goofy and like they invent their own world like within it. This is like the, the main premise of this is just like a guy trying to climb a mountain and overcome like obstacles in the way. Uh, and each song's about like, you know, his journey going up the mountain. Um, and yeah, this I guess, you know, he obviously encounters a sleeping giant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Mastodon's awesome. I like them. Uh, yeah. I've seen them live a few times. Uh, I got to interview them once, which was like pretty exciting for Ooh. me. I like nerded out about that, uh, and they were really nice and like didn't they care that like, I was like geeking nerd. out. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think like metal bands they don't really get a lot of love, so like you know, like when you know if somebody's interviewing them, like and is excited, I noticed like they they get excited. They're like, oh, somebody likes me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> So they, they were like, they were super kind to me. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, they don't, they don't get awkward and not know how to react to someone liking them. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they're just a, like, because I, I interviewed so many bands over my time at FU's. Uh, I noticed like all the metal bands were like always super kind and appreciative was because like nobody liked them like in, in <laughs> normal press. Like, so they were just so thankful to like be interviewed by like a, a TV channel. Um, yeah. They're like, wow, somebody like really wants to like talk to it. Like a TV channel wants to talk to us. Like, oh my God. Like, uh, where if you get like, you know, whoever, you know, Katy Perry or Lady Gaga, like they're, you know, it's, you know, they're fine. They're nice, but it's, they're not as like, you know, it's not as special to them. Like it's, it's yeah. more mature for them. So. <laughs> Dang. Um, uh, so you're telling me I should be friends with metal people because they're really nice, whereas Katy Perry and Lady Gaga don't give a shit about me. <laughs> I think metal metal fans, met metal bands, like uh, I think appreciate their fans. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that they're a lot kinder to their fans than a lot of other artists. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, but they don't invite their fans over to their house for a listening party and cookies like Taylor Swift does, do they? They do not, no. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of metal bands don't even own homes. <laughs> like, oh, <that's> no. <laughs> I think they live in their vans. <laughs> oh, no. Well, if they did have homes, I'm sure they would invite us all over for cookies and a listening party. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun. Um, okay, and then next you have I'm gonna uh, butcher this. Sigur Rose. <laughs> Sigur, I don't know. Sigur. Sigur Rose. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brady also had them on or this person. I don't know on uh his mix too. Um, was it this song? I listened to Brady's uh, episode. I wasn't sure if this it was this song or not. No, it wasn't. Glossoly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that did I say that wrong? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. definitely. But yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, wait. I can't say it right either. So. <laughs> yeah. Where's this? Where's this band from again? Um, uh... They're from Iceland. Uh, okay. That's it. The land of uh, Bjork. Yes. Uh, 
I love Bjork. Um, also, and from don't... what I remember, like a lot of their lyrics are just they're made up. Like they don't mean anything. They're like fake. Oh. Uh, they have like their own kind of weird language, uh, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, so a lot of this, a lot of it doesn't make sense. And just the music, like they just kind of tie into like how the, how it's with the music. Um, uh, yeah, I just think, I think all their music is super pretty and like beautiful and like, yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's, this is the exact thing I was talking about where it just like builds to this like insane, like, uh, like orchestral, like, you know, like all different kinds of sounds. It's very triumphant. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah, like very movie soundtrack stuff. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I put. It feels like in a movie when they're driving down and it's a sunset, it's like, a, I don't know, it's an epic moment in the movie. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, but it's rude uh, that they make up words when they're <laughs> already not English. So I, I could, I'm thinking that I'm learning a different language, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the charm. Uh, I guess so. No, I like yeah. this song. I like them. And uh, two songs. I've already listened to two of their songs. Might as well listen to more, right? Get in there. I think the I think the the album that the song is on is very good for like uh the winter and like Christmas. Oh. There's a lot of like pretty sounds on this album that remind me of like listening driving around Long Island, like listening to this around Christmas. Uh, seeing like a lot of lights and like snow and like uh, yeah just feeling like the cold <laughs> yeah they really capture the cold of Iceland <laughs> <laughs> uh, but isn't Iceland green and Greenland ice yes <laughs> but Iceland gets pretty chilly yeah <laughs> I think everywhere but LA gets chilly um, yeah I like this song. And then next you have Bright Eyes, I Believe mm -hmm. in Symmetry. Yeah. Which I do too. I think everything should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got into Bright Eyes, this album, specifically uh, Digital Ash and Digital Urn. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of his stuff, a lot of Conor Ober's stuff is uh, pretty straightforward rock. It's like folky or indie sounding this he experimented with a lot of like electronic sounds and synthesizers and stuff like that um and i think this song is like starts off you know quiet and builds to this like there's a lot of string sounds throughout it like towards the end and like he gets very intense and like starts screaming um and like there's a lot of emotion in this song um normally he's pretty just bummed out most of the time but i like it <laughs> when he gets uh it gets a little animated and like gets a little like angry and, and shouty um and bright eyes is great like a, uh they don't really do a lot anymore they put out an album this year and we're supposed to do a big tour but that kind of just disappeared obviously but no. uh uh they 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 come and go uh over the years uh, but i i don't think anything compares to like this album in particular um yeah yeah it's very emo <laughs> yeah, I did want to ask what their 
genre was because I've heard, you know, how you hear bands, but you've never really listened to bands. I've heard people talk about Bright Eyes a lot, but I was like, well, what genre are they? And listening to it, I couldn't even, I couldn't even pinpoint it. So it's like emo indie most of the time. Uh, you know, he he's experimented. Like when when he first came out, it was kind of just him, uh, and he got compared a lot to Bob Dylan because uh, of his voice and like and what his lyrics were about uh and then like he tried like this experimental album uh and then he made like an alt country kind of album he had like a weird country phase uh and now they're kind of just like a mix of all their previous sounds so they're not like one thing but if they're anything they're just like an emo indie like (laughs) okay well i like both of those i'm a very emotional independent (laughs) person i'm just kidding um uh, okay no, you're not. <laughs> i'll i'll check them out yeah no no <laughs> um okay next you have pink floyd which they're also a very popular band <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh high yeah, hopes one of the most popular bands <laughs> yes um yeah. uh, uh, high hopes, but this isn't the I got high hopes for. It. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, this is definitely not that. Uh, no. Yeah, I got very into Pink Floyd, uh, the progressive rock in me. Uh, you know, they're like the quintessential progressive rock band. I feel, um, you know, and my love of concept albums. You know, all their, you know, almost all their albums have, you know. It's either like a real deep, heavy, like in your face concept album, like Set of the Moon or The Wall, uh, or they have like at least the thread of a concept throughout it. Um, but this song in particular, like this, uh, so there's like two iterations of, of Pink Floyd. Uh, there's, well, there's like three really. Uh, and this is like towards the, the end of Pink Floyd, uh, where this is kind of like their last album that they put out. Um, and this is when like one of the main creative forces, Roger Waters, had left the band and they put out this like last album. Um, so it was mostly the guitar player slash singer David Gilmore uh, and his take on Pink Floyd. Um, and I didn't like I didn't like this album for for a long time. I liked, you know, more of the classics like Dark Side of the Moon and, and The Wall and stuff like that. I thought they were a lot more theatrical and fun. But uh, I've come to appreciate this album a lot more. I think a lot of people just don't uh i think it's really cool and interesting sounding and there's a lot of weird fun stuff on it um and this song in particular like ends the album and it's like i don't know it's it's not it's like weirdly structured and it's just like a lot of like speaking and like weird bells and chimes yeah it sounded like like church bells yeah and it it, yeah it just reminds me my like uh I, i didn't like this album but uh uh, a girl I was dating in college like really liked this album she would always put this on um and I would always like kind of tune it out until this song came on at the end and like I, this song would like I I must have heard the song like so many times like and the rest of the album was just kind of like noise to me and then this came on and it, like it really resonated with me a lot <laughs> so I'd always be like what is this song like what is it? like yeah. it would just keep popping she would just like kind of loop it sometimes and uh I'd always be like oh yeah this song like is really good uh and like for people that don't know like this era of Pink Floyd, I like to slip it in on like a mix just to be like, no, they have like some interesting weird stuff like 
towards the end of their careers. Oh, yeah. No, I've never really listened to Pink Floyd, but I know of them. I think that's a lot of bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pink uh, Floyd can be, you know, it doesn't hurt to like be a little high uh, for some of their stuff. Uh, um, you know, and there's like the classics of like syncing up their albums to movies and things like that. Um, and, wait, like, what movies? So if you sync up uh, Dark Side of the Moon with The Wizard of Oz uh, and you smoke a little weed, uh, it gets a little, it kind of tracks for a while. Uh, oh, fun! Um, yeah, so it's just like kind of like a weird soundtrack to it. Like if you just mute the movie, um, like the music kind of like syncs up with like the actions that are happening. Um, it trails off like a little bit towards the middle. <laughs> like it definitely goes like towards the end. Uh, it doesn't sync up anymore, but like it's really, it syncs up pretty well, like at the beginning. And it's, it's like kind of weird to watch. It usually like, if you're high, it's like, whoa, this blows my mind. <laughs> um, and then they have a song that's like a very long, uh, it's like 15, 20 minute song on one of their albums. And apparently I've never done it. I've only done the Wizard of Oz one. Uh, <laughs> but if you if you sync up this one particular song with uh, a part in 2001, The Space Odyssey, apparently it like tracks with that. Oh. Um, so there's like this weird part in 2001, A Space Odyssey towards the end where it's just like very, the sky basically traveling through time and space. Uh, and it goes on for a very long period of time, <laughs> like an obnoxiously long period of time. Uh, but if you, if you play that song while it's happening, it kind of like syncs up and like, a lot of the effects that are happening on the screen tie into like a lot of the sounds. Ah, oh, that's cool. I yeah, like they're that. fun. Um. Okay. Well, I'll I'll do that. I've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> it might already uh, be synced up. I feel like it's already it's like somebody's already done it on. YouTube yeah, it's probably like, on like YouTube. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Um. But I did like the bells. I said, it sounds like church bells. It sounds like Quasimodo's yeah. just playing in the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you end with Finch. Uh, what mm -hmm. is is to burn? <laughs> yep. Um, I thought this sounded the most like kind of like pop punk sounding. Yeah, definitely yeah um yeah they were part of that like movement they were they were a little bit heavier than, than some of the other bands yeah. i think um uh i think that they kind of got a bad rip like they i i don't i think that they didn't get like a, appreciated a lot like in that world um and they got like i think their their label did a terrible job job trying to bark at them um because they 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 put out like good pop punk uh, but then they also had like weird like experimental songs on there that was just like sounds and, and longer like progressive uh, post rock stuff. Um, so I think like they couldn't really classify them. Um, but I, I like Finch. I love his scream. Uh, yeah. His voice uh, is is pretty heavy. The song's very heavy. It ends their album, so I, I like to end the mix with this song because uh, it like and like I think it's a good way to go out just like very aggressive and like intense um, and I like the way that like he a, a lot of pop punk guys like uh, are attractive like you know like a, a lot of like uh, you know 
singers and pop punk bands like a lot of the ladies like them and stuff yeah like, someday <laughs> and stuff like that like in my chemical romance uh this guy like does is not like he's kind of like a short like schlubby <laughs> like dirtbag kind of looking Where guy I and i appreciated that of him <laughs> uh and he was like a little short guy and he would like kind of stomp around the stage and he had a very big presence and i like that Sometimes it's not necessarily the person, it's the that they're the lead singer that makes them attractive, though. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one he is. Oh, he's the short one. Yeah, 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 that's okay. it. <laughs> yeah, they all look the same. <laughs> Right, yeah, they all have the emo cut and like yeah. <laughs> and the hoodie. The hoodie and the, emo <laughs> the very cut. loud hot topic hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> I like this song because it felt like the most like what I listened to. Yeah. yeah. Have you listened to any have you listened to them at all? Like or No. Never oh, okay. heard of you them. You would probably really love their what it is to burn album. Um Okay. There's some great stuff on there. I'm gonna put it down. They 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 broke up for a while, um, and then they did a couple like reunion shows, and then they they played this. They did a tour where they just played this one album straight through, and they put out a live album for it. And I think it's fantastic. Like Ooh. I think that if you're gonna listen to the what it is to burn album, listen to the live version. Okay, a lot of bands are doing that. I've noticed because we're getting to the part where all the people that it's their 10 year anniversary or something of an album that came out and you're like it's been 10 years and you're like oh no um, yeah and they realize nobody cares about their new stuff <laughs> so. yeah we're getting close to like the 20th anniversary of some of these and i'm like wait what oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm how old oh no <laughs> And it's like, yeah. am I too old to go to the show? Like, <laughs> am I that old? <laughs> no, because everyone else will be old too, right? Maybe. Yeah, but I'm scared like a lot of them are going to have their kids with them. <laughs> be like, this is uh... what mommy and daddy used to watch <laughs> or listen to when we were, when we were young. <laughs> yeah, or like their kids are like, yeah, this is what my parents listen to. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and um... you're like the weird old person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I do want to ask you a few more questions. Um, okay. So describe your college self in three words. Uh, anxious, (laughs) uh, drunk, (laughs) uh, hectic, busy. (laughs) Yeah. I was always busy. I was like super busy in college. (laughs) It's, uh, then that's probably why you were anxious. And you needed to be drunk. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I uh, because this is mostly from college and not high school, I usually ask people what superlative they would have given themselves or they would have won. But I think it counts too. What superlative would you have gotten? It's like uh, meanest. I could be meanest. <laughs> you were mean in college? Um, I gave, I mean, jokingly gave people a hard time, like a lot of friends and stuff. Oh, like okay. I'd always like, cause that ties into the Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony era of my life where I oh, thought yes. being mean was funny. Uh, and, uh, crapping on people was, uh, the, 
the, the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Uh... I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, don't be a bully. No, uh, I wasn't a bully. I was, I was jokingly mean. But like sometimes were... I, I'd go too far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that you're no longer mean because I think you're a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Full circle. Um, okay. And then last uh, question. So I want you to pitch me a movie about your life <laughs> in this time. Um, but uh, this this mix is the soundtrack. Does that have to be a true story? Like just any? No, any idea? it could just be anything. But like inspired by this mix. Oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I'll just be I'll just be realistic in it. In that, like at the time of this was it, this was a confusing time for me because you've seen you you know this like in high school and in my younger years I was like very heavy, um, and I lost a lot of weight uh at the end of high school um like that my last senior year like the last few months i like lost a ton of weight and graduated and then anybody i met after that like i i lost the weight to kind of like stick it to all my my bullies in high school and the people yeah. that made fun of me um and then when i was uh skinny and meeting like new people in college and uh, at work and stuff like that like they didn't know that I was like I used to be heavy and like bullied and picked on and stuff like that yeah uh, so I was just kind of like trying to figure out like people like having friends for the first time like who were nice to me and Aww. like uh, and like trying to figure out like how to like that, that was like when girls started like paying attention to me and stuff like that like and I had like get, I had a girlfriend we're going on dates and stuff uh, so it was just like a very weird, confusing time where I was just like, I became like this different person, but still had all this baggage. Uh, so like, I think that's why a lot of this music like resonates with me, uh, where a lot of it is kind of emo-y and like some of it's angry too, because like I was still angry and bitter about like people making fun of me and stuff. Uh, and then I was like sad <laughs> because yeah. I was, I like didn't know had to like talk to people and stuff and like i was just trying to figure out how to be a person <laughs> so, uh, so i think it's a guy a person doing that i think it's about yeah. somebody lost weight and trying to figure out how to like be a be a person who like people actually paid attention to and talked to and stuff because like people were so mean to me in high school <laughs> well f fuck them <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Would it have a happy ending? Would it be I discovered improv comedy? It's yeah, I, I don't know if that's a happy ending <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it has a happy ending. Uh, ends in a pandemic, a global pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where I'm again reevaluating every decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I knew that about you, but I makes me mad that people are mean to you <laughs> if i could go back in time i would and i would kick them all <laughs> i've yeah. i've kind of forgiven them some yeah. i don't know i don't really talk to them but yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapy it helps um that's yeah, that's the... why i've been in therapy for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so long <laughs> yeah 
Me too. Um, you know, high school was I I mean, this whole podcast is about like high school and mixes and like going back in time and looking at it and I feel like it was a pretty traumatic time. Uh but I've gotten to the point where I can look back and be like, Oh, wasn't that stupid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've distanced myself far enough from it that now it's funny that those terrible things happened. Maybe not funny, but you know, you can you can be like, Oh boy, wasn't that bad? Oh well, we all went through different Yeah challenges. Yeah, I wish high I school... wasn't as like depressed and <laughs> bummed out as I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a journal at all? Um I did, yeah, but it was mostly for like therapy reasons. <laughs> yeah. So but, yeah. yeah. Did you ever go back and read it and then get really? Uh, you're like, oh no. <laughs> I am horrified. To, I I know that there are a couple at my parents' house uh, on Long Island, and uh, the thought of opening, you know, cracking open an old journal, uh, yeah. is not something I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know this is weird, but like after my dad passed, I was like going through a lot of his stuff just to be like, oh, you know, like it's my dad's, you know, like it's like, a, I don't know, looking, it was kind of like, um, an extremely loud and incredibly close. I felt like I was looking for clues or something like that to like <laughs> feel connected or something like that. Uh, and then it just made me like think, oh God if I die and then my family goes through my shit, all my like journals and just random notes that I write down or like diary entries from high school. Oh God, I got to go burn yeah. that shit. But also I want to keep it for posterity right now so that I can look back and be like, oh, Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want anyone looking at that. Um, I would, it, I would definitely be reading it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't read it. Oh no. It's like I saw Steven in the cafeteria today. He won't ever notice me because I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like my mom just doesn't understand me and my sister either. My dad's the only one who's nice to me, but he's always on his computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's every journal. Yeah. Let's <laughs> um, do like friend, a gratitude journal. <laughs> yeah, just things you're proud of. But uh, every time I try to do a gratitude journal, it ends up being very petty. It's like I'm happy to have the friends who actually care about me. And it's like, <laughs> oh no, Rachel. Um, that's not the point of it. Uh, <laughs> they always <laughs> sound very petty. Um, but yeah. What a weird time. But you know what helps? Music helps. Uh, <laughs> it does. It does. Because then you're like, this is how I feel. Someone else knows how I feel. Um, and mm. you can interpret songs to have your personal lives a lot of the time to be like, this is about me. Even if it's not even about, it's like about potato chips, but it sounds like it's about your life. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that it's like such a thing that like every, like, you know, you're not a, like, you're not you're not alone in it because there's like literally like it's like arenas full of people that like yeah. feel the same way and like uh are on the same level with the song and stuff like that and it's like oh okay we're all the same like he's just like <laughs> yeah we're all the same but we're all different 
Mm. And we're all connected. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is the part of the podcast where I suggest songs that I would add to your mix based on what I thought of. Ooh, Um, gimme, gimme. Okay. Well, first of all, I have uh, I always have to preface this by saying I have terrible taste in music and I haven't uh grown at all since my high school days. So, yeah. Um uh, but okay, so d- you had a lot of rock s- songs, I don't know genres. Um but I was like <laughs> I always look for an opportunity if there is a little bit of a way for me to suggest a yellow card song. I do because that is who I am. And I was like, "Ooh, I can because I feel like it fits." So, um you had like more intense, darker kind of sounding, which yellow card does have a they did get kind of dark and more like like rock heavy rock kind of later because they were going through shit um and so from their lift a sail album i thought that was the darkest one and i wanted uh, the um one song that i like listening to a lot is the uh transmission home song but the 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 first song on the album is like kind of just like it's just sean playing the violin kind of and it's like building up and then it uh, it goes it gets into like the drums and then bum, 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 and then it leads into the song. So um, I those two songs together are very good because it like leads up and then it gets into the song. But I I, I want to suggest yellow card transmission home. Um, nice. yeah. Okay. And then in high school, I really like this band a lot. They were kind of uh, screamo light, not really, but kind of heavy. Uh, they were darker. I listened to them a lot. And then uh, one time I was listening to them and someone asked me, Rachel, are you okay? Um, uh, but I like them. And they're from Canada, which is a fun. And I saw them at Warp Tour once. And it was, one of the, it was one of those things where no one really knew who they were. So I went up and I was like, I love you guys. And they were like, oh, thank you so much. They were very nice. Um, they even said they liked my hair clips. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Billy Talent. <laughs> Do you know Billy Talent? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I know Billy Talent. I never really listened to them, like, like fully, but I've heard, like, their singles and stuff like that. Yeah. I really like Try Honesty. That was their single. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole album I listened to a lot. I can't really listen to it now because it was, uh, I listened to it a lot when I was very emo um an emo kid and it, it's a little cringy sometimes because uh, then i'm like i really related to this and it's a little dark uh but i like try honesty a lot and their music video is scary um <laughs> i remember i was on the disney cruise once and it was i was in the teen club and you could pick there was like a little iPad off on the side where you could pick music videos to play, like kind of like a set list or whatever. And they would play on this big, large screen and they had try honesty was an option. And so I would pick it and it was just, I would just pick it over and over and over again. So it would just play over and over <laughs> and over again. Um, and people were like, who keeps picking this song? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm later <laughs> I'm normal. But then, Later, uh, I would, uh, they had Jonas Brothers and I would keep, keep picking Jonas Brothers songs and they would just keep playing over and over again. So, 
Um, I like listening to songs uh, multiple times in a row. <laughs> um, I do that. I still do that. Yeah. Yeah. Another band that I listened to in high school was uh, The Used. You know them, right? Oh, yeah. I know The Used. They were like... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> They they were like uh, the the fuse, you know, mascot for a while. <laughs> like yeah, he's like twenty four hours a day. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I like their song "Taste of Ink," um, so that mm. what I would add that song. Um, okay, and then uh, uh, these are all probably terrible, and you don't like any of them. But um, <laughs> another band I listened to in high school. Uh, was story of the year do you know them <laughs> oh i know story of the year all right yeah um i was just listening to a mixtape i made and it had the song anthem of our dying day on it and i was like oh, yeah. oh, yeah, i like this song um it's not exactly great and honestly my sister used to say rachel this band is terrible turn it off um but yeah um that Oh, and then I was also listening to another make uh, CD that I made. And do you did you ever listen to the Spill Canvas? No, I've never listened to them. I know of them. I've never listened to any of their music. Though. Oh, okay. I didn't really listen to them either. But I really like their song, "The Tide," um, and it's a more chill song. Um, but it's also very sad. I don't know. I just felt like it fit kind of the emo mood of some of the songs on this playlist. So I wanted to suggest it. Um, yeah. Those are all... looking for new sad music. Yeah. Well, this one's very sad. It's also a fun song. I like to sing in the car and uh, the more like emo or like whatever I like in this song is fun to sing. Um, the Spill Canvas, The Tide. Those were my suggestions. And they're all probably crap. But, um, you know, check it no. out. Check it check it out i don't know um they're not crap i i know a lot of those bands and I, i've listened to a lot of their songs already like I, I know most of them like i've listened to yellow card and story of the year and used to like and i like them yeah yellow card is my favorite um, yeah i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i met them um, once i got the interview though <laughs> uh was okay and then i have to ask you a question was ryan nice they were yeah. It was the band. It was all band. It was they were very nice. Was um, LP there? Um, I think so. I mean, I, I don't remember. The drummer. I, I remember Longino. the whole band came in. I don't know. If Sean switched out or not. The violinist Sean was he there? Oh yeah yeah yeah. He was there. Yes. I love um, Sean because he's he's also a mixed Asian like me. Yeah. This yeah. was like towards their come. This was like after they went away for a while and then they came back. Um, oh, okay. Because they were talking about like what they were doing on their downtime when when they weren't in the band, like, <laughs> and how they oh. had to get like normal jobs and stuff. <laughs> that's so sad. Um, uh... <laughs> that's uh, that's that's uh, that's most bands I feel nowadays. Like if they're not touring, they're like, you know, they're. Like a lot of metal bands, like you know, they they do like uh, they would like play Ozfest for a full summer, and then like they wouldn't have a tour lined up, so they'd have to like get a job, and they'd work like landscaping or something, or like work at a bar or something like that. 
uh, a lot of indie bands do that too, like where they just need, like if they're not on tour, they need to like supplement their income just because they like they get paid, like bands get paid nothing nowadays. Like it yeah. sucks. It is very sad. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Even huge yeah. bands like, yeah, like Yellow Guard, like it's just like you would think like they wouldn't have to get like a normal job or something, but it's just like it sucks that like the industry is such a disaster. Um, okay, well, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm on Twitter. I never use it. Uh, at <laughs> Joe underscore Devella. I might tweet again soon. Who knows? Uh, Can't wait. I'm usually, I'm usually just on the gram. I'm usually on Insta uh, at yeah. Joe Devella. Yeah. Check and out if the you disgusting do... crap I'm eating. <laughs> yeah. If you like weird food. Joe is honestly one of my favorite follows on Instagram because I'm always like, wait, they have that? Was it good? Should I go get it? <laughs> um, yeah. And you're um, one of my favorite follows on uh, Insta Stories. I don't have TikTok. Um, I know you're a big TikTok head, but I do yeah. I do know that you do love to post on the stories as well, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah. So I do love watching your stories. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I try to carry a good story for my friends because I know that we all need entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's entertaining. Um, it is. Sometimes I'm on Insta stories more than I'm like watching TV or a movie. I'm just like, I'll just sit there and like and watch, and I'm like, oh, that was like a half hour. Like, yeah. Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fun. And then you also get a little clip. It feels like you're hanging out with your friends, even though you're not hanging out with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How sad. Um, yeah. How sad. Um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Um, thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for listening. Uh, this is the mix. <laughs> Bye. <Whoa. laughs> Bye. <laughs> This is the mix. This is the mix. This is the mix. This is the mix. This is.